What is up, everybody? This is Matthew Stewart with your second episode of Thinking Out Loud. How you guys doing? It's been a month since my last episode. In the last episode, if you remember, uh, the topic was, Is America a Christian Nation? And I went over that from my perspective. I talked about where we are today, where the church is today, uh, from a biblical perspective. I talked about topics that are facing us and how we are addressing them or not addressing them. And I talked about where the shift in society started within the 60s. From where we came statistically in, you know, the early 1900s to where we are today, ethically, morally, and if we are, in fact, a Christian nation, or if we ever were. So, tune back into that, uh, if interested, but today, um, talking about a very serious topic as we are in the month of May, and that is a very relevant topic in today's culture, all around, not only in the secular community, but in the Christian community, uh, the murder of George Floyd. And I, I know, for one, this is a very sensitive topic. And um, I, I know that I just want to be honest and humble from a Christian basis on addressing this and not bring any kind of personal bias or anything like that. I think a lot of people bring that into uh, the topic. And even churches have exchanged the gospel of Jesus Christ for this social justice gospel today that cannot save. And so I will go over that. I will go over different facets of culture today and how this horrendous incident uh, set all of this in motion. So I'm using um, an article on Wiki, uh, The Murder of George Floyd. Um, If y'all have any other, like I said, articles that you would like me to come by, please um, let me know and I'll be glad to check it out. Um, I just wanted to go buy it from an unbiased perspective and um, I will touch on, you know, experiencing this last year, what I felt um, in my mindset and um, where my heart was at the time with this. So I'm just going to read a little bit of this article on May 25th. 2020, George Floyd, a 46-year-old black man, was murdered in Minneapolis, Minnesota, United States, while being arrested on suspicion of using a counterfeit $20 bill. Now, during the arrest, Derek Chauvin, a white police officer with the Minneapolis Police Department, knelt on Floyd's neck for 9 minutes and 29 seconds. Wow. After he was handcuffed lying face down, Two other officers, J. Alexander Quang, I think that's it, and Thomas Lane, assisted Chauvin in resisting straining Floyd. I'm sorry. A fourth police officer, Tu Tao, prevented bystanders from interfering. While handcuffed prior to being placed on the ground, Floyd had exhibited signs of anxiety and complained about being unable to breathe. After being restrained, he became more distressed, complaining of breathing difficulties and the knee on his neck and expressing fear of imminent death. After several minutes, Floyd stopped speaking. For further two minutes, he lay motionless, 
and Officer Quang found no pulse when urged to check. Despite this, Chauvin ignored pleas from bystanders to lift his knee until told to do so by paramedics. The following day, after videos by witnesses and security cameras became public, all the officers were dismissed. Two autopsies found Floyd's death to be a homicide. Chauvin was later convicted of second-degree unintentional murder, third-degree murder, and second-degree manslaughter. Quang Lang and Tao are charged with aiding and abetting the second-degree murder. Chauvin's trial began on March 8, 2021 and concluded on April 20, 2021. While the trial of other officers is scheduled to begin August 23, 2021, on March 12th, Minneapolis agreed to pay $27 million to settle a wrongful death lawsuit brought by Floyd's family. Floyd's murder led to worldwide protests against police brutality, police racism, and lack of police accountability. In early June, the Minneapolis City Council voted an intent to restructure the police department as a new community-based system of public safety. However, the City Council proposal, which became subject to indefinite review by Minneapolis City Charter Commission, failed to make the 2020 general ballot. The Minneapolis police chief canceled contract negotiations with the police union and announced plans to bring in outside experts to examine how the union contract can be restructured to provide transparency and flexibility for true reform. Okay. So, that, in a nutshell, that's, um, you know, what happened. On suspicion, on suspicion of um, George Floyd, Mr. Floyd having a counterfeit $20 bill, this horrible incident happened. Now, let me say uh, right off this police officer, Chauvin had a a, um, shady past anyway. And also, uh, the other police were not helping. In fact, they were, you know, aiding and abetting him in what he was doing. And from what we know now, and as public knowledge that he has been sentenced, he has been found guilty uh, for the time being, at least. Um, we, we, we don't know. Something else could come up. These kind of things happen, and I pray that it does not come up. I pray that he serves the time that he needs to serve um and so yeah that's that's my thoughts on that that justice would be served and uh it seems like it it was same in this case it is those that um killed mr floyd have come to justice those that aided and abetting the murder of mr floyd have come to justice um under the law um and so that's that's unmistakable. Um, uh, there's no argument against that. That they are facing repercussions and consequences for their actions, as they should absolutely. Now, I remember initially when I heard, um, you know, about this incident, my heart went out to his family, to him. Um, I was confused. I was angry with 
uh, many other Americans, as we all should have been, as we all were. Uh, some were um, pointed their anger towards police in general. Um, there has it, it seems always been this hostility between the black community and um, police officers and the thing is it it has been a tainted history um, you know if you know your American history if you know your civil rights history especially here in the south you know that um, but I would say um, that things are not to the same degree as they were back then injustice still happens absolutely it does we don't question that we know it happens and we as believers believe that God will judge rightly even though human judges may not human judges can be biased police can be biased why because they're human and that is that is not an excuse for taking advantage of the power that are given them by God they will answer to God. Sorry. Chauvin will answer to God for what he did. And um, he will be accountable to God. Rest assured of that. I was listening to the Just Thinking podcast after I, I was looking back to um, the former episodes. If you have not checked out the podcast on Overcast and other podcasts, it's the Just Thinking podcast with Virgil Walker and Dale Harrison, and they talked about this George Floyd and the gospel. Well, I, I, I and I loved you know the point that they made. What we should have been grieved by, first and foremost, is an image bearer of God was killed mercilessly and wrongly, taken advantage of. And an image bearer of God was murdered. That should be our first concern, our first grief. Um, and also, you know, the, the, the question should come into our mind, was George Floyd saved? You know, we don't know. Um, but... You know, they were talking about that's the question that should have come into our mind also. We should have been grieved that he is an image bearer of God was murdered, but also, um, you know, pray that he was, you know, saved. And some people are not going to like this, but we as Christians have to pray for the police officers also who did this, who aided and abetting in doing this. We need to pray for their salvation. We need to pray that God will grant them a godly repentance and sorrow over their sin and uh, over this event that they may trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. Yes, they need to pay for their crimes, but by the law. By the law. This country was built on laws. We um, are, are not an anarchist society. We, we don't function that way. We were never intended to function that way. We're always meant to have, to, to be people that are governed. Now we can choose those over us who govern us. 
we can choose who our sheriffs are. We can choose by the process of voting um, our councilmen and all these different things. We have a choice in that. Um, but, you know, according to Romans 13, to 13, the Romans chapter 13, sorry, we are to acknowledge that those that are in authority are placed there by God and we are to respect those who are in authority. And I speak from experience, bad experiences sometimes with police officers. I have had my car checked for, you know, drugs on two different occasions. Neither occasion I had anything, but it was because I looked suspicious and was out late at night that I was checked. And even on um, the first occasion, I was threatened uh, to be taken to jail if they had found anything in my car. And my initial thought was, I know how this works. All they have to do is plant something in my car. And that will be it for my reputation and they take me to jail. And, and it's sad that we've come to this conclusion. It's sad that we have this um, fear and paranoia of the police that deserve our respect, that deserve to be honored because they are public servants and they are to uphold the law. Are there selfish, evil cops? Yes, because they're human beings. But are there good, righteous cops that are out there with the right motives? Yes. Absolutely there are. There are cops out there for the right reasons, and there are cops out there that are only out for their own motives or evil motives. So that that's what I will say about that. We need to pray for these that were involved. As Christians, we need to pray for their salvation. And next, I want to get to, um, you know, the riots. After that, you had riots in various cities. And this came out of a motive of vengeance for what happened to Mr. Floyd. People were understandably angry. But the issue was they went out destroying their own communities. And in these communities were, you know, their fellow citizens and their neighbors who had built businesses um, that worked hard all their lives to start businesses to improve their communities and in a moment of vengeance and in a moment of anger you just had this wave of uh, just panic raids anarchy uh, cities being destroyed cities being burned it was just the wrong way to handle the situation. You do not destroy your community because you were angry about a situation. That is anarchy, and we are above that. If we want to see a difference, it needs to start with us, and we need to take the healthy way, the higher road to seek justice. And the church should have never gotten behind um, any of these riots or anything like that trying to justify it because there's no way to justify it. It it was out of vengeance for what happened. 
People were understandably upset, yes, but there's no excuse for destroying communities and the buildings and the, the businesses that your neighbors have made to make your community better. Next, you know, how does the Christian respond to Black Lives Matter? We believe in the idea that Black Lives Matter. We believe Black Lives Matter. But we also believe that the life of every ethnicity matters. Why? Because we are all image bearers of God. And that's where it should stop. We, we stand up for the oppressed. We, we should speak out against wrongdoing. But um, Black Lives Matter is a Marxist um, movement that is anti-God. Marxism is an atheistic anti-God theology, you know. And so according to that, and, and these and Black Lives Matter, BLM, their ideals go against the Word of God. They support homosexual marriage. They support the breakdown of the family, um, Planned Parenthood, and so many other things that we should not take involvement in as believers, and that we will be accountable for if we support. Plain and simple, we should not support Black Lives Matter, the movement. We should support the idea, the reality that Black Lives Matter, but in the context of all lives matter and that is not discriminating against anybody all means all every ethnicity is worthy of respect and value and love and you know success and just every ethnicity deserves a chance at the American dream there's no the Christians should take no part in discrimination and I will get on to that um, later on in this as well. But anyway, and then you have the uh, critical race theory. Um, this is a very fairly new concept that I came across that's based off of critical theory, another Marxist Darwinian concept that is anti-God um, that says that because you know someone is white they're inherently evil because someone is white they are inherently wrong and their motives are evil and here's the thing biblically are we are are all ethnicities inherently evil what does the bible say yes Yes. The Bible says that no one is good, not even one. No one seeks God. And for us to seek God, that takes a supernatural work of God in the human heart. It takes his regeneration, regenerative power and transformation in the human heart. That's something that God brings about in us. Now, CRT, ironically is racist under the banner and the mantra of racism 
the Darwinian concept is is racist. And so they fight racism, what they call racism, with racism. So yeah, nothing is good can or will come from that. And we have to fight against that. We have to uh, point out the flaws of CRT. We must not, as Christians, go by that. We must not accept it. And many churches are accepting it. Many churches are accepting CRT and the woke philosophy of today. And it's sad. Because we're dropping the gospel, the message of salvation, Christ alone, that saves, that he has died for our sins, risen from the dead, and in him we have life eternal. They took the focus off of that and onto many on the social justice gospel. And they turned Jesus into... um, you know, some kind of social justice radical, basically, where his only focus was tending to the needs of the poor. And indeed he did. But really, his whole mission was to open the eyes of Israel to the salvation that was in front of them, that they would come to believe, to open the eyes of the Gentiles, that they would come to believe and enter into the kingdom of God. He came to save all mankind. Jesus did. He came preaching repentance and he came preaching to believe upon him. That's why he came. To be the salvation of all people. So, we, we, we cannot neglect the gospel message. We absolutely cannot And we cannot replace it with anything. Far be from that. And shame on the church when we exchange the gospel for a worldly philosophy that cannot save. And that's what the church is doing today. Many of them that are accepting CRT, that are accepting the woke movement. My uh, advice, go to the scriptures. Read the Gospels. Ask the Holy Spirit to grant you understanding. Ask the Holy Spirit to grant you understanding about what what the message of salvation is. How do how how can there be reconciliation through Christ? Through Christ, there can be reconciliation. Let me give you a. a a few passages right quick. Galatians 3, 28. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is no male or female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. Acts seventeen twenty six, And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth having determined a lot of periods in the boundaries of their dwelling place. Acts 
Acts 10, 34-35. So Peter opened his mouth and said, Truly I understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. Revelation 7, 9. Revelation 7, 9. And I, I, I want y'all to understand this. The focus of this is God. Not all the ethnicities that are there as many churches would preach. But let me just say this. Revelation 7, 9. After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands. They're giving praise to Jesus in this moment. The focus is not on how many nations and languages and tongues are there, but they're giving praise to God for providing salvation in His Son. That is the focus, not the ethnicities. And we like to focus on the ethnicities when that is not the focus. If we are saved, if we are saints, it does not matter what ethnicity we are as much as we are all one. We are all one body in Christ. He has eliminated the barrier that was, and we should. We absolutely should. We should love God, and we should love our neighbor without any kind of discrimination. Does Prejudice and discrimination happen. Yes, we live in a fallen world. Should we speak out against it? Should we fight for those who can't defend themselves? Should we be a voice for the voiceless and stand up for good? Absolutely, we should. But we do not accept man-made traditions and man-made ideologies that are anti-God to solve the problem that only the gospel can solve. And that's just it. The church needs to go back to the gospel. It needs to go back to the message of unity in the faith under Christ. We need to do away with these man-made ideologies that we have gathered to ourselves and return to the gospel, the pure, unfiltered gospel that saves a man and that transforms him by the power of the Holy Spirit a man is transformed, his heart is transformed, and he walks in a new way of life where he loves God, he loves his neighbor, no matter what ethnicity they are. That's what God wants. Is he grieved with injustice? Is he grieved by what happened to George Floyd? Yes, he absolutely is. But the church is going the wrong way. Many are with going with this woke movement, with CRT, with Black Lives Matter. We need to repent of this. We need to go back to the gospel. We need to go back to the message of salvation and Christ alone that saves. And that is how we can live in racial reconciliation. That's how we can live in unity with one another, no matter what ethnicity we are. Love God. Love your neighbor. Don't give in to the trap of racism. Don't give in to it. This has been Matthew Stewart with the Thinking Out Loud podcast.